SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Girls. I'm Keisha Wright. I am the owner and director of Women's Recovery Clinic as well as Emotional Recovery. And I am so glad to be back with you guys this week. So for those of you that are just watching for the first time, I'm a professional life coach from Orlando, Florida, and I have been called to jump into life with people and help them do hard things in a difficult time. I help them learn how to recover from hurt, pain, and trauma in their life. And so what we're talking about this week is how to begin to start unpacking your emotional pain. Well, this is going to be, uh, you know, we're going to dive in with both feet. I'm going to give you real life tools and real practical tools on how to start unpacking your emotional pain. If you have the privilege of checking us out at EmotionalRecovery.com and coming to a four-day weekend, we host weekends all over the country um, and we help you do this process. But for some of those that may not get a chance to do that, that's not an option. I am going to start teaching you how to begin to unpack your emotional pain. Um, is it different than being in the clinic? Of course, but I think starting somewhere is better than not starting at all. So for those of you that have not seen, last week's episode was about me and my story and how the pain of my past began to affect some pain in my present life. And so I am going to teach you where do I start the healing process? Keisha, how do I do it? Because I believe with all my heart that most women want to learn how to heal correctly. They just don't know how to do it. Like, where do I begin? Give me some real practical tools. At least that's where I was when trauma hit my life. Like I can go account to counseling and I have friends that are counselors, love them. I, I have counselors that come and observe them observe me and I love them. But sometimes you want some practical tools. Tell me what to do. This is not a talked out process. This is a taught process. And I am going to give you tools like where you can start implementing today on your healing journey. So we're going to use a lot of my examples and I'm going to teach you some things that you're going to start doing on your own. So if you haven't, here's a chance for you to go grab that notebook, that journal, for those of you that don't know where any of those are because things are so chaotic in your life, that's okay. Grab your phone and we're going to start just making some notes and some things that you're going to start to do as soon as this recording's over. So the first thing I want you to do is label a trauma situation in your life. And what, what does that mean? Like write it down. So I oftentimes start, when you come into the clinic, I oftentimes start by saying, what is the greatest source of your pain? And why do I start there? Because if I am able to help you unpack the greatest source of your pain, other trauma and other things in your life, you're going to be able to unpack those too. You're going to be able to use the same tools and techniques to unpack the big stuff, just like you do the little stuff. Okay, so what is the greatest source of your pain? You're going to write that down. So if you didn't see my episode last week, I talked about domestic violence in my first marriage. I talked about my husband living a double life in my current marriage. And so one of the things I'm going to use the one that I use the most in the clinic, and that is my husband living a double life. So the greatest source of my pain, if I were doing this alongside with you, would be my husband's living a double life. 
that infidelity hit our life. And it wasn't just infidelity of a girlfriend, like so I, him having a girlfriend, it was prostitutes. And so why do I want you to get specific? I want you to do that because details are important. You're gonna learn why later. So you're gonna jot down the greatest source of your pain. So mine would be my husband's double life, sleeping and having sex with prostitutes. That would be my number one. That would have been the greatest source of my pain at that time. Why do I want you to write it down? Because oftentimes the enemy's job is to still kill and destroy. And many times when we go to unpack trauma, we think there's so much to unpack. And there is. But when we're able to narrow it down and we begin a pattern, we start getting something called muscle memory and we start learning how to do it. So write it down. Just one. The greatest source of your pain. All right. Write that one down. Then I want you, step number two, is I want you to practice saying it. Okay, Keisha, that's crazy. Why do I need to practice saying it? I know it happened to me. Because I believe the enemy's job is to still kill and destroy. And he wants to steal our voice. Why? Because our words have power. Our words have so much power. Scripture says life and death are on the tongue. And our words have power. When... The trauma that hit my life entered in, I wasn't able to even talk about it. And I have to say, why? Well, if I go back to pain in my past, domestic violence, I wasn't really able to talk about that either. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to be that girl. I didn't want to be the girl that had that story. This wasn't my life. I didn't want it to be my life. And so I felt like if I didn't say it, then that wasn't me. But the fact of the matter is, I was swallowing that poison. It was in my heart. I, I teach in the clinic all the time, you can't bury pain. You can't bury it in your heart. You can't bury it in the ground. So even if the other person's dead, it can still affect you. And so I want you to get used to saying it. And so as soon as this episode's over, I want you to go in the mirror and I want you to stand and I want you to tell the girl in the mirror what happened. Rather, you're a victim of domestic violence, rather you're in an unhealthy marriage, rather the greatest source of your pain is molestation or rape or unfaithfulness, whatever it is, you need to tell the girl in the mirror that. You need to practice saying it. Not because it's going to become who you are, but your words have power. And if you can't speak about what's happened to you, then how are you going to recover? So I want you to practice that. Tell the girl in the mirror what happened. Now, I know I'm dealing with a vast variety of women here. And so some of you are like, girl, I got that one down. I can tell you, I can tell anybody, I can tell what happened, I can tell how it happened and where it happened. Da, 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 da. I don't have a problem saying what happened. Great. But I want you to know that the enemy plays both ends of the spectrum. So he gets us on the end of being silent and he gets us on the end of just repeating it over and over and over again and not going anywhere. So if you've mastered saying it to the girl in the mirror and everybody else knows about it too, then we're going to have to slide you back kind of more in the middle on this side. And we'll talk about that soon. But I want the ones, I'm talking to the ones that have a hard time saying, you know what, this has happened to me. And so you're going to write it down. And you're going to practice saying it. All right. Tool number three. 
you're going to start tracking your triggers. Now, trigger is a is a buzzword nowadays, right? Like, oh, don't do that. That triggers me. Or, oh, oh, you can't say this. And you got you got to tap dance around this. Let me give you my definition of triggers. OK, so this is Keisha's definition of triggers. So if you ever spend any time with me, you're going to understand that I believe that triggers are a sign of trauma. Well, yeah, something's happened to you. And yeah, it hurts. And what oftentimes we teach, okay, this is not what I teach, but this is what's taught, is we want people to step around those triggers. We don't want them to brush those triggers because they absolutely inflict pain in us and we don't want pain. And if people step around those triggers, then we can call ourselves well. We can say we're okay. And that's not true. What people we've taught people to do is step around the injury. And when the injury initially happens, that can be healthy. But there comes a time that that trigger, that pain that's inflicted in your heart is there as a reminder that you're not well, girl, that there's there's an injury there and that it is your responsibility to get well. If you didn't watch the last episode, there was a lady, a crazy lady that jumped into my life. And she said, Keisha, you're not responsible for what happens to you. What happened? What Antoine did to you, you're not responsible for. But you are responsible for responding to what happened to you. You're responsible for your own healing. You may not be the reason you got injured. But it's your responsibility to heal from it. Because if you don't, it's going to affect everyone else in your life. So to my mamas, Yes. Remember, you can't bury pain. Pain, you can only pass on. It's only inherited. But guess what else is inherited? You're healing. So once you heal from what has hurt you, then you can pass on healing instead of hurt, pain, and trauma. Okay, so let's go back. We're going to write down our trauma. What's the greatest source? Where does it hurt the most? And then we're going to go say it to the girl in the mirror. And now we're going to track those triggers. So what are some signs of some triggers? Okay. Some of them might be very evident to you. Like you're like, oh yeah, Keisha, I know. Uh, when I go from zero to 60 because I had a kid spill apple juice on the table, that's a sign that there's an unhealthy area in your life. That is a sign that something's hurting you. Here's another. Here's some more, maybe more uncommon ones. So for my girls, raise your hand. Come on, because I'm I'm used to having girls in the clinic. So I really get off participation. And you're like, girl, you can't see me and I can't see you. But guess what? We're just we're going to go with it. OK, raise your hand. Take some ownership. If you're that type A personality, like I got to have things structured blah, blah, blah. It's got to be A, B, C. Okay. Let me tell you something. That can be a sign of trauma. Like I'm all about being organized. I'm all about things having, you know, a method and a, and, and a, you know, organization, blah, blah, blah. That's all great. But if something throws a spoke in it, how do you react to it? If the dominoes quickly start falling, 
oftentimes I find out when I work with women, it's because your internal is so chaotic that you must control your external. And you have, you'll, you'll have children that have to follow certain regiments, right? You'll have, why? Because you need that order to survive. Why? Because internally, things are so crazy. So externally, you go way to the opposite end, right? What's another, what's another trauma response or a trigger? How, how, how are we going to be tracking these? What are some other indicators that this is something that you need to track? Okay, so we've talked about zero to 60. We've talked about our girls that are just those type A personality girls. But then I also have those that just kind of drop out of life. Like they go through the motion, sure, but they don't have those engaging relationships. They're oftentimes waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, when is she going to betray me? Or when is he? I can't trust anybody. Because at some point, everybody in my life has hurt me. That's a, that's a clue. And so when you start having feelings like this, we need to start tracking them. Why? I believe that God tells us in scripture that we are to stand on guard. What does that mean, stand on guard? Well, unless you understand how the enemy is attacking you what are you guarding you're just standing and now instead of guarding you're a target you have to figure out how the enemy has an attack on your life if you ever come to an emotional recovery clinic i, I say this all the time i believe that the enemy has a plot and a plan on your life since the day you were born i believe that his goal his his motive is to still kill and destroy I believe that we don't stop to track him, but he changes the crime scene and he puts different characters in, but he only runs the same plays on us. It's probably three or four. And he runs the same ones on us over and over and over again. Why? Because it's worked. It's worked all this time. No one's ever tracked him. You haven't taken the time to track him. And so by saying, getting really specific about how he's attacked, how he attacks you, what's the trigger and, and documenting it, you're going to be able to find the method to his madness. He's not that creative. Remember, you're the creative one, not him. And so let me tell you how I did that. I didn't know I was coming up with tools and techniques. I just had this crazy lady jump into my life and started making me do some hard things. But I started documenting, just not, because I'm not a writer, okay? So I'm not a big, you know, but I would say, okay, it's 1215 and, th and this happened and it made me, it was just simple. My, my, my five-year-old spilled apple juice on the table and I started screaming. He was just five, but it was too, to my husband living this double life, I wasn't able to take apple juice being spilt on the counter or on the table, but I gave him a cup with no lid, but I was expecting things out of him that he couldn't deliver for me because I was wounded. So I started writing those things down when I saw myself reacting. So I'm gonna pause for a second. 
And I'm going to teach you a quick lesson about reacting versus responding. And I hope in the next couple of weeks, I can dive deeper into that. How do you know if you're reacting versus responding? A reaction is what happens when you have an injury and somebody touches it and how it hurts. A response is even when something happens, you've been taught how to execute it. Doesn't mean you don't feel it, but you are trained on what to do when it happens. So I started tracking these reactions that I was having. Mine, I was a stay-at-home mom, remember? And mine oftentimes bled over to my kids. I was more impatient. I needed them to execute at a higher level than they were capable because I was so broken and wounded. And so I want you to start tracking the enemy. It's not you. You weren't created to be this way, but this is what trauma and unresolved pain has done to you. Now, I can't let you be a victim. I can't just coddle you and tell you that, you know, you have the right to feel this way. You having the right to feel that way doesn't get you well. And oftentimes I see that sometimes where people get stuck in counseling is they go in and they talk about it over and over again, but there's really no way to get out of the mud. And then their trauma story becomes their story. And that wasn't the story God intended for you to have. When he was creating the world, he didn't intend for you to feel this kind of hurt and pain. That's why he sent Jesus. But he also sent tools that are throughout scripture that I've learned how to apply to traumatic things in our lives so we can also experience healing. So let's recap. Let's go back. We're going to write down the greatest source of our pain. We're going to practice telling it to the girl in the mirror. And now we're going to track the things that hurt us and see how that's linked to the pain of our past as well as the pain of our present. So if you didn't watch the first episode, I was also, I'm also a survivor of domestic violence. It was something I didn't want to talk about. And I didn't want to unpack that suitcase because that happened such a long time ago. I wanted to unpack the suitcase with the prostitute being at the front door is what I wanted to unpack because it was immediate. But I hadn't learned how to deal with some pain in my past. So it was making my situation, my present day situation seem this big. Now granted, girls, the prostitute at the front door was this big. But I was in I was not capable of even dealing with that because of there were so many things in my closet back here that I didn't want to deal with. So what's another tool, Keisha? I want you to practice being authentic with somebody. Find another human and just tell them, this is what's happened to me. You know, I would love to tell you that oftentimes the church is a great place for that to be. But if the truth be told, sometimes the church is a place we have to put the mask on the most. And for Look, I'm a church girl too. I am. But I didn't feel comfortable going to my small group. I was leading a Beth Moore Bible study at the time when a prostitute came to my house. I couldn't go to my small group and 
Tell them what happened. Why is it important that you tell another living human being? Because we are the body of Christ. And there is so much power in community. And so I'm going to do something kind of crazy. You know, I, I'm at the end. I'm going to leave you guys my, my, my cell phone number where you can contact me. Because if you have never practiced telling someone and you don't have anyone to tell what's happened to you, I want to make myself available. Why? Because I knew what it was like. I wish there was a 911. I remember saying that I know who to call if my house is on fire. I know who to call if someone's breaking in my house. I know who to call if, you know, someone needs medical attention. But who do I call when emotionally I'm falling apart? You need to tell another living human being what happened to you. And if you've got someone, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, kind of some trim the fat a little bit for some of you that are like, okay, I got my girlfriend. Girl, I can tell her anything. I have told her she knows my trauma story. That's a part of my recovery plan. I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to tell her the story again because Keisha said I need to practice telling somebody. Okay, I'm not talking to you. Okay, why am I not talking to you? You need to find a different friend. Why? Because you're going to now find the friend that's going to hold you accountable to noticing some of your triggers. So if if that's not that girlfriend, you've got to pick another friend. So you've got to find someone that's going to say, you know what? I do see that you can really be snappy or I do see that you cry a lot at the drop of a hat when someone leaves you out. Maybe you do have some rejection trauma that you need to look at. I see that you feel really left out if you don't get asked to go to, I don't know, a birthday party or a small group or whatever. And you wonder, what what what, what did I do? Why did not? That might be rejection trauma. You've got to pick the girlfriend that's going to tell you the truth. Okay? So why are we doing this? The reason why is you're going to figure out and you're going to develop this playbook on how to start looking for the enemy before he attacks you. Because some of you have survived some really horrific things in your life. You have survived, you know, domestic violence. You have survived being um, in shelters, okay? You have survived, you know, you name it, you have survived it. And so now you need to understand How am I able to connect the dots and not have this trauma spill over into my present day? Well, you can't have that happen unless you go back and you clean it up. So I want you to practice telling someone that's going to also help you notice some of your triggers or some of your reactions. All right. The last one. You're going to allow yourself some time just to be emotional. Okay, what does that mean, Keisha? I can be emotional any time of the day. It doesn't take, I can go from being angry, I can go from being to crying. You just let me know. That's not what I'm talking about. One of the things that helped me, especially in those early days, is I gave myself permission to not be okay. 
not to put on the brave mama face. I gave myself permission to go in my bedroom and just cry and be sad because this is not the life I wanted. I didn't deserve this. I gave myself permission to go in my room and just beat up a pillow and scream. I gave myself that permission and I would put a timer on it because I was like, this is my 20 minutes. This is my 30 minutes. that I get to be exactly how I feel to be at this moment. And in the early days, it was daily. It was a couple of times a day. I chiseled out time like, all right, I'm going to take from 12 to 12, 15 or 1230. And I'm going to go cry because I can't keep it in. Or I, there are other days where I'm going to take this time, you know, four o'clock to 430. And I am going to be angry. This is not the life I wanted. Sometimes you've got to give yourself permission to go in your bedroom and shut your door. Put on a timer and say, 30 minutes, this is where I am. Sometimes that included me yelling and screaming and talking to myself. Yeah, it did. But I found myself being able to put it in those boxes so it wasn't beginning to spill out on my kids. And again, in the early days, it was several times a day. And then I got a little stronger. And now I was able to go to several times a day to maybe only three times a day and then twice a day. And now I'm only doing it three or four times a week. But you have to give yourself permission to not be okay and to be raw with those feelings. For those of you that aren't journalers, that's okay. This is not an essay. This is bullet points. When you're done, I want you to write a feeling word down like, I feel, fill in the blank of how you feel. Why? Because we're going to begin to track every time you feel that way. It's probably linked back to a memory. Why? Because your body and your brain never forget the trauma. And it's your body's way of responding to protect itself. But we got to document it. Because what I do know is no one wants to feel like this. I know that. And I also know that most of you, if someone told you how to start beginning this healing process, you're more than willing to try. Why? Because you've tried everything else. You've tried stuffing it. You've tried yelling it. You've tried screaming it. You've, you've tried the therapy route. It, it's nothing wrong with therapy. I love therapists, okay? But you need some real tangible tools. To tell me what to do. So those are some things I want you to try this week. Once you write down your feeling, we're going to keep that. And I'm going to be able to tell you what are feelings for? What do they mean? I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to talking to you soon. I told you I was going to leave you a phone number where you can call if you need to tell a real life human being. This is what happened to me. So I'm going to leave my number. It's area code 239-333-8601. Again, it's 239-333-8601. You can text this number. You can call this number. And I personally will answer. And I'll hear about the hurt and pain that happened to you. And all you have to say is, hey, listen, Keisha, I saw you on Soul Win and I, and I want to tell you what happened. It's important that we start practicing these tools. And I'm going to practice with you. I'm going to teach you how. Because I made a God a promise. If you ever got me out of the living hell I was living in, it's been the rest of my life teaching someone else how to get out. Well, it's your turn.
and I'm going to teach you how to get out. I look forward to talking to you next week. I'm super excited about our next week's session. I'm not even going to tell you what it is because I'm super excited about it. And so I want you to, to come back next week and let's continue this unpacking process. I look forward to talking to you. Have a great week. Coming soon at the Central Park Performing Arts Center in Largo, Florida, the first annual Solwyn Women's Conference. Hear 20 plus inspiring speakers that will transform you, shift you into your divine path. Mark your calendars, ladies, June 21st to the 23rd. Three full days of fellowship, worship, encouragement, and supporting local female business owners. When your soul prospers, so will your health, your finances, and your relationships. I need a lot of time trying to figure it out. You're stronger than you think. God wants us to walk in freedom. He wants us to understand the blessing. It's time to be healed in your soul, know your true worth, and be all you were beautifully and wonderfully made to be. Purchase your tickets now for this life-changing event at www.soulwindconference.com. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.